I'm so glad you tuned in. You're listening to Unauthorized Opinion. You need some water because you was... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Hello, this is Inandi. And today I'm joined with Lola Monet. Yeah, you have full name. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My name is Monet. And, um, oh, I guess I could do my Howard intro, huh? Yeah, they taught yeah. it to me so I mean, much. So, hello, everyone. My name is Monet. I am a Howard alumna. Um, I graduated with a Bachelor's of Science in Sports Medicine, Human Performance. And I am currently in graduate school. Um, yeah, y'all need to know too much about that. So, that's that on that. You're not going to tell what you're in graduate school for? Why do they need to know my business? No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, y'all. <laughs> um, I'm in graduate school for athletic training. So if any of you all are in that, woo-woo, shout out to us. Anyways, this is our second time <laughs> recording this episode. It's the devil. It's the devil. We blame everything on the devil. The devil probably like, I have nothing to do with it. He that. probably is. And God like, probably like, that was me. I just wanted y'all to redo it. I just wanted y'all to redo it. <laughs> Let's hop into it. So today's episode is, did you bring a dish to the table? Ooh. Mm. Am I bringing china or paper? Did you bring something to the table? <laughs> did you bring... This for my Florida people. Monet from Chicago, so she don't know nothing about this. Did you bring some Czech soda to the table? Did you bring... Czech soda is like the generic brand of soda. Oh. Like, you know how your grocery store have a look, you know. Did you bring something to the table? Whether it's a paper plate, whether it's fine china, whether it was some napkins. Well, baby, I brought myself. And that's all that matters. And we're going to get into that because (laughs) is that enough to bring to the table? I'm I'm all that and then some. As they used to say back in the day, you all that in a bag of chips with hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this dinner time and we don't want no chips. <laughs> okay. So do you believe in gender roles? Um, I believe in terms of a relationship, right? That's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Okay, so in terms of a relationship, I I believe in them during the courting stage. However, once we progress past that quarter stage, no, I don't believe in those gender roles. Cause, and I guess the quarter stage for those of you who don't know, courting is like you know you take me out on dates, you know you yeah. picking me up, you doing all this little cute honeymoon phase type stuff, right? So yes, I believe that the guy who's courting me, you need to take me out because you're courting me. You trying to get me to realize that you putting in effort to spend time with me. You want to spend this money on me. And spend this time with me. You want to pay for my time, mm-hmm. basically. Which I can understand. Okay, cool. I don't mind that. I don't mind free meals. <laughs> but um, once we get past that stage and you know you my man and I'm your girl, or for those of you who are listening, you know this the person becomes your significant other. I don't believe that that person, the, what did I say earlier? The giver? or the, Whatever. That person who know. was initially saying, paying and doing all this stuff, I don't believe that they have to do that. Every single time. I believe that, you know, I don't mind taking my man out, you know, 
getting him something to eat. I don't mind taking him to David Bus and specify you know, this is when you're in a relationship. This right? is when I'm in a relationship. And this might not be all the time. More more than likely he's probably going to pay most of the time because that's just how men are. Yeah. But do I mind doing it? No. I randomly do stuff like that to my men. So what's the gender role when you're in a relationship? They do exist. I, do. I believe in gender roles. I feel like, because that's just how I grew up. So when I was younger, my dad would take me on dates and he would pay for stuff. Well, of course, if he wasn't paying for stuff, that would be weird. But he would say <laughs> So like, he ain't mind. You pay for your cheese. Yeah, you pay for Yeah, we going out, but it's on you. No, but he would pay for stuff, of course. And the whole purpose of him taking me out on dates and stuff like that was so that when I got older, and he would tell me this, I'm taking you out because when you get older and you start dating for yourself, I want you to know how to bet guys. Like I don't, I want you to know what to expect from guys. And a lot of times women who lack, who don't have a father figure or lack, um, I guess I basically just said it, who don't have a father figure, they don't really know what to expect from men coming I can into a relationship. To, I can agree to that because- I was one of those young women growing up. Like, my daddy was around. I know my daddy, y'all, not a typical black story. <laughs> I know my daddy. My daddy was around. He was in my life. But my father was not in the household with me. Mm. So um, I feel like there are a lot of things that, you know, I always, like, my granny and my mama, they always told me, like, a man should do this, a man should do that. And that was really because I grew up in the house full of independent women you know yeah. what I'm saying so that was where we even had those conversations but I knew that a man should do certain things but the fact that holding him to it not having that father figure reinforced mm-hmm. that to me you know that kind of did you know skew how I looked at men and like what they should do like it took for my godfather to remind me like this is a little bit off topic but it's not so like when I would be with my godfather, I would always just naturally just open the door for myself. Because I've been opening the door for yeah. myself my whole life. You get what I'm saying? And so when I'm with him, he gets mad at me. He like, Monet, what did I tell you? Like, whenever you with a man, mm-hmm. you never touch a door. You just stand there. You don't touch a door. And like him having to reinforce that in my head, it was something I didn't know. It was something that I wasn't accustomed. It was it was just something I wasn't accustomed to. Yeah. So I feel like that does. That does vary based on your upbringing. It definitely does. And so being someone that grew up with a father that was like, this is what you need to expect, kind of early in the game, put me on game to this is what you should be getting in a relationship whenever you start dating for real, for real. I'm not talking about high school. When you're in high school, none of that is real. But when you get to college and you start getting in these serious relationships, this is what needs to be expected and so paying for dinner, opening the opening the door or just the little things of if we walking on the sidewalk, you walking on the side where the street is. Just like mm-hmm. those little things. And so growing up, that's the stuff I expect out of guys. And so I might not expect for you to have it all because to be real, I know that you're never well not never, but right now you're not gonna be as financially stable as my dad was. But I do find myself in these situations with guys where they're doing stuff for me. And to them, it's like the holy grail. 
It's like, bow down. You know, I just took you to Roof Chris. Thank you, but this is not my first time going to Roof Chris. Like, this is not my first rodeo, but thank you. And that's not me being stuck up. That's not me being a B-I-T-C-H. That's just me letting you know this is not new to me. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do have these gender roles of what I expect a man to do. Well, I expect all of those things that you name. I expect that in the quarter stage, like I said, but as far as relationship, more often that is probably going to happen. But yeah. I feel like in a relationship, if we caring for each other and we loving each other, why can't I, you know, treat you sometimes? Like, I don't mind doing that. And more than likely for me, it's not one of those things like, my guy, the person I'm talking to has to ask me to do those things. It's more so like sometimes I just I just want to do those things for you. You mm-hmm. know, like I, let me show you because I'm one of those women who feel like, dang, this man been doing all this for me. Like, damn, like let me do something for him. Like, let me show him like yeah. I'm appreciative. Let me, let me, you know, I I got the bill this time. You pay for it the 20 times before. The least I can do mm-hmm. is pay for this little $10, $15 bill. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like and I don't think it's anything wrong with that. With like picking up the tab sometimes. For me, I think that it gets a little weird. And in my last relationship, this was a constant conversation. But it was just always this thing of like, why can't you come pick me up? Why can't you take me out? Why can't you do this for me, do that for me? And I felt like if it's something you have to ask me or if you're on my phone asking me to come pick, like I have no... I have no problem picking a man up. Let me just say that for those of you that's about to get carried away with what I'm about to say. But I do have a problem when you're asking me to do these things for you. So what about when you ask him to do those things for you? I don't ask. But what about the let's say, It's to be expected. I don't ask. Those are like unspoken rules. But if you I'm asking you're doing I feel like when you're when you pick up the tab. Mm-hmm. For your boyfriend or your fiance or who? Well, for your boyfriend. <laughs> I was about to say, ain't yeah. no ring, y'all. Ain't no for ring. your boyfriend, <laughs> when you pick up the tab, it's out of the kindness of your heart. It's something right. that's genuine. If you are asking me to come pick you up and take you out on a date, that's not genuine. That's not me doing it genuinely. And so I don't feel moved. Yeah. And that's just with anything. When people start asking you for stuff, you do not feel moved to do it. And so... For me, growing up, I have these expectations of what a man is supposed to bring to the table. But as a woman, it was differently. So when I look at my mom or when I look at my grandma and what did they do? Did they pick up the tab at times? Yes. When it came to like their role in a relationship, it was more on the emotional side. It was more on the thinking side I think women are the thinkers of the relationship to be perfectly honest so when it comes to whatever problems if you're in school whatever emotionally like spiritually all of these things that you're helping a man reach you know these different milestones and so that's how I kind of came into the relationship this relationship I'm speaking of specifically it wasn't about it wasn't all about the finances it was about the emotional connection. It was about helping you go to the next level. And that's what I felt like as a woman, that's what I probably should be bringing to the table. So, and that goes to my point that women and men are raised completely different. They are. So men are raised to be 
providers than protectors, right? Yeah. And women are raised to be caretakers and caregivers. Mm -hmm. And we're taught that the other gender is supposed to give us the opposite of what we're giving them. Yeah. So if that's how we're taught, naturally we're going to expect that as we get older. And so because he more than like, because more than likely he was asking all those things, like why you can't do this for me? Why you can't do that for me? And the fact that, you know, I mean, you touched on this in the first part, but you said that he didn't get emotionally attached until two years into the relationship yeah. versus, you know, it developing over the course some, of those yeah, two years. Yeah, they don't understand. We talked about this in the first recording. But yeah. So you you want to get a back history? Yeah, a little back history. So the, my, most rela- my most recent relationship, um, I came into the situation expecting absolutely nothing. It wasn't even a relationship. It was a ship. Whatever you want to call it. It was a ship. Titanic or carnival. It was was a carnival. Because I was enjoying the ship. (laughs) It was nothing more, nothing less. It was literally just the ship. And so this this is about to bring me to the next point. But in this ship or on this ship, the person kind of built this persona of himself to me and he built up the way he wanted me to perceive him. So he wanted me to believe that he was financially stable. And in a sense, he was was more financially stable than I am. Mm -hmm. And he was older than me. And so... But he wanted me to perceive him as him having more money, then the next guy, in a sense. Well, long story short, that's how he wanted me to... What? Long story short, that is how he wanted me to perceive him. And so he would buy me stuff in this ship stage. And it was a thank you. You know, thank you. You know, thank you. <laughs> it was it thanks. was simply a thanks. like, And I'm grateful. And if, if anybody that's listening to this really knows me... I am not the most enthusiastic person about stuff. It's true, y'all. She's a wall. I'm very I'm not <laughs> I'm not readable at all. And so if I'm telling you thank you, I'm being genuine. And he felt like I should bow down to him and kiss his feet because you paid for dinner, because you took me to Roof Chris. And it's like, thank you, but this is not my first time going to Roof Chris. But thank you though. This is a nice gesture. I really like Roof Chris. The stuffed chicken is my favorite. Like, <laughs> thank you. And, and just, so, just a disclaimer, she wasn't telling him, thank you, this is not my first time being here, but thanks. I, I, was, after a while, I did. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. <laughs> Look at me talking, y'all. Listen to me talking like I know. No after, <laughs> no, after a while, I did because he perceived it as me being ungrateful. Like, me not being, jumping with joy. Like, every time he did something or every time he bought a gift, he perceived that as, darn like you ungrateful as hell and that's really not what it is i'm grateful but you're not the first guy in life to buy me something and so maybe you're talking to these girls that kind of come into this situation ship with nothing and you do these things for them and they're head over heels about it but i'm not that chick thank I you feel like that's what it is thank so you. when a man comes to you and tells you Cause he talked. This, this is what she said earlier. She said Inani said that this guy she was in a relationship with 
came up to her and, you know, he was buying her nice gifts and everything like that. And he one day said, if I don't buy these things from yeah. you, you're not going to want to talk to me. And so when a man comes up to you and says that, that's a telltale sign of the type of women that he dealt with before you. Mm -hmm. He obviously dealt with women who was only around because he was doing something for them. He was providing for them. Hence, that's why he came into... That's why he came on the ship. That's why men feel like they could buy your love. They, They feel like they could buy it because nobody... Like nobody is sitting down with young men and telling them how to be emotionally tuned with themselves. Nobody that I know of ever is sitting down with a young man saying, this is how you channel your emotions. Are you angry? Are you upset? What makes you happy? What makes you sad? Nobody is doing that with young men. People are telling young men, well, you need to be strong. You, What are you crying for? Men, boys don't cry. Men don't cry. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they saying, you know, you need to protect for your family. You need to protect yeah. your family. You don't, you don't need to be the one to break down. You need to provide for your family. You need to make sure you got money. You need to make sure you have a job. Versus young women, as we're being brought up, we're taught that, oh, well, you can't, you can't be too strong. Because then they're going to think it's something wrong with you. They, they ain't nobody going to like you. You can't be too strong. You need to be emotional. You need to, they, and they teach us how to be emotionally tuned with ourselves. They teach us that it's okay for us to cry. And they tell young boys that it's not okay for them to cry. It's not okay for them to feel emotional, but it's okay for women to. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, because mothers aren't taking, like you said, your daddy took you on daddy-daughter date. Yeah. Like, no no mother that I know of is taking their son on mommy-son dates. Yeah. No mother is sitting down telling them, okay, well, this is how a woman should be to you. This is the type of love that you should receive from a woman. So men, they don't really, when it comes to love, they don't know that. They know love by providing and what protecting. Can for you. What can I do for you? How can I show you that I could be a provider for you? How can I show you that mm. I could be a protector for you? And women, we know love as, okay, but in terms of a man, we know love as, like you said, your daddy showed you this is what a man should be doing for you. This is what a man should be do- should not be doing for you. And so we know love via that. Like, I know a man loves me if he's financially stable and he's taking, when if I don't have the finances, he's taking care of that. Yeah. That shows me that he loves me. But because we have that disconnect and because boys and girls are brought up differently, these young men today... They think, okay, well, you know, if I buy her this Chanel, if I buy her this, if I do this for her, she mm-hmm. going to love me. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm showing her that I could be that provider. Because that's what everybody's been telling you my whole 20-something years of living. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So And so growing up with these, you kind of have an idea of what a man should bring, what a woman should bring. Some people do. What would you say are your limits? Like, for me, I know... I'm not about to be in a relationship with somebody. And this is the boyfriend-girlfriend stage. I'm not about to wash your clothes. That's just me personally. If I'm at your house and I'm washing my clothes and you ask me to throw something in the wash, or if I'm just at your house and I'm not washing clothes and you'd be like, hey, do you mind throwing this in the wash for me? Great. But I'm not coming to your house, washing your clothes. I'm not cooking. I'm not cleaning up your house. And the reason why I, well, I already knew that going into a relationship, but there are men, hence, like, perfect example, in my last relationship, he felt like, well, if you at my house and I leave my house, you know, for however many hours and you just sitting there watching TV or doing whatever, 
and my house dirty, like, why won't you get up and clean my house? See? And if your house... I don't do that. No. Because your house... This is your house. That's your house. The key baby. word is here. your house. So if you left without making up your bed, if you left some sink, some dishes in the sink, they or be there when you get if back. you left some dust on your hardwood floors, it's all going to be here when you get back. Because that's how you left it. Just like when I hop in other people's cars, I don't touch their heat. When I step into another man's house, I'm not going to touch your I'm not going to touch your space. I'm not. So what are your limits? Those are my limits. My limits are, I feel like, those I have similar limits to that. So, me personally, if we in a relationship, mind you, disclaimer, we got some years in this relationship. This ain't no three month relationship because three months you probably not even knowing me emotionally. We yet. still on the ship. Like you know, three months we still on the ship. It take a year <laughs> too, baby. Messing with me. That's just me personally. But anyway, so we got years in this. I don't mind. You feel me? I like to cook, right? So if I wake up and I'm about to make me some breakfast. And you spent the night in my house. I'm not just going to cook for myself because yeah. that's just rude. That's, that's just so rude. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I don't mind cooking for you. Or if you at my house and, you know, I'm about, I'm throwing stuff in the washer. Like I'm doing laundry or whatever. And you take a shower, but you don't have no extra clothes and you need your clothes washed. I don't mind throwing your clothes in with mine. Mm-hmm. Like, even without asking, I'll probably ask you, like, you want me to wash that? Because if you don't want me to wash that, that's dirty and you trifling. But... <laughs> So, you know, like, that's just how I look at those situations. So, in those instances, I don't mind cooking or washing or whatever. I'm not. But, see, the difference between me is I don't think those are wifely duties. I think those are just me caring about you. Like, we care about each other in that moment. You Definitely know what I'm saying? Definitely think those are wifely I, duties. Well, I think it's wifely duties if, like you said, how you was the only one at his house and he left or whatever and he came back expecting you to clean up that house. That's not your house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and I I'm think, not your mama. And you're not, your, not his mama. And so <laughs> what I think is a wife is a wife is someone who's going out of her way to do these things. A wife is someone who is made, who's waking up an hour before you every single day, making sure the house is clean, make sure breakfast is ready, making sure, you know, your stuff is together for the rest of the day along with her mm-hmm. stuff. You know what I'm saying? Me, excuse me, as a girlfriend, no, no, sir. No, sir. Nuh-uh. So with me, what's going to happen is I'm going to make sure I'm together and I'm cleaning up my space. But when I go to your space, that's your space. You do what you want in your space. Yeah. And I move accordingly. But don't expect me to go out of my way because me going out of my way is me being a wife. And I'm not about to cross that boundary. So I feel like it basically to answer your question, my limit is if it's something within what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing it. I don't think that makes me that. I don't think that's me giving away the whole cow. That. That's not me giving away the milk before he buys the cow. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing it for myself also. But if I'm going out of my way, baby, I'm giving him the milk, the calf, the bull. I'm giving him the whole family. You know what I'm saying? And people like, don't know what bound. Like people don't know when they're crossing that boundary of wife, girlfriend. Like there is a fine line. Between being a wife and being a girlfriend or being a boyfriend and being a husband. It's very fine, but it's there. It is there. It might be thin. It might be skinny. It might be faint. (laughs) But it's there. There is a line. There is a line. And so operating within that boundary for me looks like um, helping you grow emotionally, helping you grow spiritually, putting you on to stuff. 
just stuff that you don't know. And so that's, to me, that takes a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. It's a part. I believe whether you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, fiance, fiance, whatever, it's a partnership. And so yeah. at the at the boyfriend, girlfriend level, it's not too much to help somebody grow emotionally. It's not too much to help them grow spiritually. It's not too much to do stuff that will put both of you in a good position financially. Mm-hmm. And so in my last relationship, that's those are some of the things that I was doing. And sometimes that could just be encouragement. Sometimes that could just be uplifting somebody's self-esteem or whatever it takes. But that's patience and that's stuff that people don't have to do. And so for a lot of men, they feel like when a woman is given that, they feel like that's stuff they already deserve. Like, I deserve that. I deserve for you to help me grow spiritually, for you to take care of my insecurities for you to build me up as a man, for you to be my mama, for you to be so many other things. I can't be I mama, believe baby. I Exactly, but you. that's what a lot of men believe women are supposed to bring to the table. So they look at it as, well, you're not bringing nothing to the table. This is how my last relationship, this is how the boy looked at me. Like, you're not bringing nothing to the table because everything with me is about the almighty dollar. And if stuff is not tangible, then I cannot say that it's worth any value. But see, that's the problem. And that shows that's a lot of men. A lot of men have that mindset. They have that mindset that that goes all back to that protect and provide mindset. They have that. And so for me personally, I feel like I feel like people don't recognize that. We just we just kicking it essentially at boyfriend and girlfriend. Like we still growing and developing. We barely mm-hmm. know each other. Whether we got two years or three years in this, we still knowing each other. We're still developing. And I feel like that developmental stage is important. It's just like when you're a kid, that developmental stage will shape you for the rest of your life. So the what you base this foundation on, this relationship on, you already can see, I promise you, within the first Within the first five, 10 minutes of, con- of conversing with somebody, you know what type of person they are. You can tell little you tab business. You know, you know, you know if you work. you know if you like them or if you don't like them. Yeah. And that's period. And so within those first three months that I was talking about, you know, that's when you you see people starting to show up. You at that third month, that 90-day mark, you see that person starting to come out. They might have been pretending the first 60 days, but that 90 day, they're gonna get tired of pretending. They're going to mm-hmm. show their true colors. So you know what type of person you're dealing with somewhat. But as you grow and as you develop in this relationship, you have to recognize that, do I want to deal with this person and what they're doing? And yeah. do I want to grow with this person and what they're doing? Do I want to help this person? Or do is this something I'm just not cut out for? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of men... They go into those situations thinking, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And they so focused on what they're doing that they don't see what the other person is doing. They yeah. so focused on how much money they put in. They don't see that the woman is giving how a lot of love, a lot of time, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of emotional support that she may not have herself. But yeah. she's being strong enough for him. And I feel like a lot of women go into the relationship like and all they see is. Well, you know, I'm trying to talk to him all day and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to be there for him and he not never there for me and he can't do this for me and he can't do that for me. 
But it's like, what outside struggles is this person going through that you're not recognizing? And so, like, when it comes to that developmental stage, people got to realize, I'm a person, he's a person. Or I'm a person, she's a person. Whatever. These are separate people. We're two separate people. Yeah. We have our own struggles. We have our own, our own, you know, insecurities. We got stuff going on. So, if you're not going to contribute to that, what... But sometimes when we say, what are you bringing to the table... It's really subjective because it's what do I value? So if I'm a person that the only thing I value is the almighty dollar, anything that you're bringing to my table that's not tangible, that's not something I can touch, taste, feel, then it's not value. I'm looking at you like you're hey, not you bringing nothing with to that my person. table. And so that's where I was in a relationship with somebody who had this mindset of it being about the almighty dollar. And for me, the biggest takeaway is the whole thing was, well, you know, I feel like you're not bringing nothing to the table. That's why. But then two years, and this was the two years that we were supposed to talk about earlier, but then two years in a relationship where it's breaking down and I'm walking away from it, then here comes the emotion. Then here comes the spirituality. Here comes all of the things that I helped. I'm not going to say I did it. But I helped instill in this person. Here comes all of these things that I had to begin with. But looking on the flip side of that, I think that sometimes some people, this is a little bit off topic, but I think on the flip side of that, I think that some people are placed in people's lives for a reason, right? Yeah. And so you were saying how you brought all of this stuff to the table and all he brought was some money. And then as you getting up, you trying to get the check and get out the restaurant get up from the table, he's giving you back what you gave to him. And so I feel like in that moment, maybe you was just there to put those things in him because he didn't have it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I feel like that's what people don't realize too. Like, I'm not here to be your provider or I'm not here to be your caregiver. Mm -hmm. What I'm here for is to help you be a better you. Yeah. That's that's what a relationship that's really is. what... That, should be brought to the table. That's what should be brought to the table. How can you help me be a better woman? Like I, I had to tell, I had to tell my boyfriend, if I'm not helping you be a better woman. Ooh, you said boyfriend. Okay. Oh, we got. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, if you're not helping him be a better man, if uh, if he's not helping me be a better woman, and I'm not helping him to be a better man, what are we here for? Literally, my exact words. What are we here for? Exactly. So. That those are my exact thoughts. Those are my exact feelings. That is how I feel. And I felt like for a long time, that is what I was trying to communicate. Is that what I bring to the table is support, um, emotionally, um, spiritually, and whatever else. But it's not valued because people have this false perception of what. Of what it is to what should be brought to the table. But shoot, life is all about perception. It is. Life is all so it no is, matter what you're doing. It is, still... but when people when people say to people, oh, they didn't bring nothing to my table, but then when you look months down the line and you realize that everything that you are now doing, experiences wise, the way you think, the way you act, the way you now um converse with others. When you realize that that's the stuff that that person 
he or she instilled in you, or those are experiences that that person opened you up to. Now you kind of sit back and be like, well, damn, they really did bring something to the table. And in that, like in that moment, I felt like that wasn't enough for me because it wasn't something I could, like I said, hold, taste, feel. But when I walk away from the situation and I'm dressing different, I'm dressing differently than when I first met you. It's kind of I'm like- talking differently. I'm going to different places that I didn't even know existed until I met you. <laughs> it's kind of like that Drake song, Shop for Me. <laughs> the way you walk, that's me. The way you talk, that's, that's me. me. Like, you know, I think, I think when it comes to sitting down, first of all, you need to read people and see if they even worth sitting at your table before you talk about bringing something to the table, baby. Are you even invited? Are you even invited? Do you have a seat at the table? Do you have a seat? On my Solange-ish. Do you have a seat? A seat Honestly. at the table. Some people should not even have a seat at the table. Child, some people can't even get through the door. Some people shouldn't even be in the restaurant. Man, what? <laughs> Tell them... <laughs> Burger King is open till um, two a.m. You could go there. Some people should not even be there. But when you when you think about that, I think this is a great conversation because it could go on all day and all day about what people should bring to the table. But in a sense, it's very subjective. Um, but moving on, so we are both. You graduated college in May last May. I'm graduating in four months. And we're in a place in our lives where we aren't stable. Mm -hmm. Just that's what it is. We're not financially stable, not really emotionally stable. Nope. Not <laughs> stable. We're, we're not stable. Mm -mm. So mm -hmm. do you think that being in a relationship with someone else that's in the same predicament as you, or I would even say maybe three to five years older than you, um, and they're just kind of establishing themselves as well, do you feel like y'all should go through this struggle stage? I feel like our generation doesn't believe in a struggle stage in a relationship. I feel like our generation don't believe in a struggle stage because of the fact that our parents are always telling us, you need to find something that's going to make you some money. You can't be an entrepreneur yeah. because that ain't going to make you no money. You need to find somebody to make you some money. You don't want to be broke. So I think that's where that comes from. But I feel like, and it's, this being in a relationship in college, being in a relationship from 18 to you know your early 20s, like that's all confusing because you're trying to figure out who you are, like all throughout this time. So, for those people that's still in college, this girl I was when I entered college at 17 year old, 17 years old is not the woman I was at 21 graduating. Yeah, completely different, two completely different people. And anybody who knows me know that's true. But um, <laughs> so what I'm saying is to say, like, college is that time for you to develop who you are. You tapping into what you like, what makes you happy, whether that be financially, whether that be emotionally, whether that even be intimately. Like, yeah. you trying to figure out all that stuff. You don't know because it's your first time being off on your own. This is your first time just being with just you. And you got all these people around you that's doing the same thing. That's what's so great about college. Mm -hmm. That everybody around them is trying to figure each other out. But when you decide to engage into a relationship in that in that time period where you're figuring what, who you are, where you're trying to figure out who you are and what you want out of life, 
so is that person that you engage in that relationship with. So therefore, yeah. I feel like personally, whether you think it should or should not happen, that struggle is going to happen regardless because you don't know who you are, your significant other, they don't know who they are, and y'all just running around like chickens with y'all head cut off, cut off, trying to figure out what's going on in the world. And that's okay. Like, that's perfectly fine. Like, what I'm learning now is that whatever struggle I'm going through, I need to be there in that moment. I can't be like, oh, I can't wait till we get this together. I can't wait till my man do this. I can't wait till my man do that. Yeah. No. What is my man doing right now? Or what am I doing for my man right now? How am I bettering him? Am I bettering him? Or am I turning or I'm being toxic to him? And vice versa. Like you gotta be in that struggle. And if you want to be with that person, you gotta work through that struggle. And that's what makes those 60-year relationships. Yeah. That's what makes those 80-year marriages. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's talking about, oh, I want such a long-lasting relationship, like my granny and my granddaddy. Mm -hmm. They've been together since Wuwa and all this stuff. But you don't think they had some struggles in between that time? Exactly. They had plenty of struggles. Plenty. And that's okay because that's that's what makes mm -hmm. the relationship stronger. But what people need to realize, like I said, during that developmental time when y'all trying to figure yourselves out, you need to realize whether or not this person is either adding stress to your life, he's either adding good, he or she is adding good stress to your life, or they're adding bad stress. Like you need to figure out which which of the two, and you also need to figure out if you know you want that stress in your life. Because if you don't want that stress in your life, you don't have to have it. You don't got to struggle like that with with that man or that woman. You don't have to struggle like that with them. You're not obligated to. But I feel like a lot of people get into these relationships because it looks good, and everybody who went to Howard know know how that go. Exactly. It looks good, or you know. Or maybe they just like, well, this person is doing this for me or this person is doing that for me or whatever, but they don't really want to be there. And that's how you end up in those unhappy marriages. That's how you end up with higher divorce rates than, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you end up with those horrible situations yeah. where you didn't even have to push yourself into that situation from the jump. And I see nothing wrong with struggling together while you're young for my grandparents' generation they grew up in a time where they were poor. Did they know they were poor? No. Mm -hmm. And so them dating other people that were financially in the same place as them or mentally in the same place as them, it was looked at as this is a partnership. We're going to help each other out. We're going to struggle until we come up together. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you look at our generation, millennials or was it Gen Z, Gen X, mm -hmm. whatever, we live in this microwave era, this microwave society, this microwave time where everything is done in five minutes or less. Mm. Like everything. If it's not instant, everything. We want everything now. We don't want to struggle. We don't want to feel nothing. That's a process. We just want the instant gratification, whether it be financially, mm -hmm. whether it be um, mentally happy or just... Just whatever, whatever you look at as being <laughs> stable. Because, I mean, that varies from person to person, what they look right. at as stability. But we look at struggling while young as a bad thing. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a thing that is just bound to happen from where we are in life. Because mm -hmm. we don't got it together. I can't expect 
Nobody, I can't expect nobody to come to the situation and I'm expecting them to have all of their stuff together because I don't have my stuff together. And that's not fair for me to expect you to bring something to the table that I can't bring myself. Yeah. Like, I can't expect that from you. And I don't expect you to expect those things from me because that's not fair. Financially, I would say everybody has this city girls, and there's some city boys out here. But <laughs> city boys repping for the 305. <laughs> there are city boys <laughs> out here, but everybody has this city girl, city boys um, type of view on life right now. And to my older listeners, if you don't know who city girls, city boys are, that's fine. You can look them up. But we think that somebody the opposite, whether it's the girl or whether it's the boy or whether it's whoever at this point, <laughs> non-gender specific, whoever you dating, <laughs> you feel like they need to pay your bills. They need to um, come pick you up in a horse and carriage. They need to flu you out. You need to get flued out. And all of these things, we have this <clears throat> mindset. Wait, let me just say, before you try to get a man that got all this money, baby, you need to be you need to be financially literate and you need to be literate, period. <laughs> like, cause there's no way. It's a lot of you illiterate adults that's <laughs> out here. It's a lot of you illiterate adults out here. Like, I want a man to do this, I want a man to do that, or my woman she needs to look like this and Hits she needs to have a body like that. It's the word flued out. The girl that was saying it, oh, you about to get flued out. Baby, it's the that? word. Like, <laughs> what's that? What is that? That's not a word. But that's not a word. But you want somebody to spend some money. Let me tell you something. Just like when you go to the store or you go get a service done, and you like, oh, they too expensive. They they want too much for this, baby. You pay for what you get. <laughs> you pay for what you get. So you can't be illiterate and get mad that guys only throwing you maybe a hundred couple dollars, a couple hundred dollars. You can't get mad that you're not getting 10 bands. You can't be mad because ain't nobody flying you out. You can't get exactly. mad because, you know, people not... Because you're, not get, cause you're get, not getting flued out, but you get you flown out. Right. You can't get mad because you don't got a ring and the next woman does. Like, you can't get mad at that because, baby, they paying for what they getting. They paying for what they getting. So, you can't expect if you... Like I said, this all goes back to it. You can't expect, if you don't got your stuff together, you can't read, you can't write, you can't spell. <laughs> and, can't, those, and those are the basic necessities. The basic necessities of life. The, ba- the it's stuff just you learned the in. bare necessities. <laughs> that stuff you should have learned in elementary. Right. Like, you can't get mad if somebody isn't financially stable and they approach you. Because you're not stable at all, fundamentally. Fundamentally So, you stable. know. But me personally, when it comes to financial stability, I don't expect no man, if he's a couple years older than me, I'm not, just because you're a couple years older than me, that don't mean you got your life together. However, you have a professional career, I expect you to be financially stable enough to where you might not have lots of money, but you're managing the money mm-hmm. that you do have. How And then, like, if you're a couple years older than me, you just got your, your master's, or you just started med school, or you finishing up med yeah. school, you know what I'm saying? Like, it varies depending on person to person. So that's not, no, it's not a requirement that you're financially stable. Yeah, but you have to be realistic. Like a lot of people are out here 
in the dating on the dating scene not being realistic like you want somebody to do something for you that you cannot do for yourself right and that's so dumb you want people to fly you somewhere but you've never been on the flight you want people you don't even know how to get a passport get an id exactly you don't have a passport You've never been on a flight. You haven't been out of your county limits yet. And still, you want somebody to take you on a trip. That's because people are looking for mothers. Men are looking for mothers. Women are looking for fathers. I don't know what people are looking for, but people need to be realistic with these expectations of what they think people should bring to, this, to the table. Yeah, Hence, they they're having these city girl, city boy attitudes about dating. Like, I'm now asking you for stuff that I have never had. Like, oh, you need to take me here. You need to take me there. But I've never been there on my own dime. Right. 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 (laughs) And we can go on and on with the analogies. We can go on and on with these unrealistic expectations. But that's what it essentially boils down to. You cannot expect somebody to bring something to your table that you have never had before. Moral of the story, stop expecting Swarovski crystals. What is it called? Swarovski crystals. Okay. I said that right. Y'all can <laughs> fact check me. Stop expecting them crystals when all y'all can afford is some cubic zirconia from Sears. Some rhinestones. Shoot. Anyway. What kind of what said? Line telling me them rhyme. What she said? Telling me them dime. What she said? Telling me them diamonds, but what? she, she know they rhinestones. Exactly. There we go, sis. I got you, sis. I got her. But we're coming up on our time to close out. And I just want to leave off with this lasting thought. And Monet, you can comment on it. But, um, I think, and this is, I'm not going to say black women, because this podcast is open to all people, all women, all men. But I think for women, it's retrogressive to want um, to be equal with men in society. Yet it's still, we have this, um, we have this like 1950s perspective of what we should bring to the table in relationships we think we can bring our looks we think we can bring our body um and essentially nothing like absolutely nothing to the table and we benefit from it i feel like the moral of this conversation is you need to check yourself you need to check whether or not you need to be sitting at that table before you try to figure out somebody else should have a seat you need to figure out if you need to take that time and you know, sit at the little coffee stand by yourself real quick. Yeah. Get yourself together before you go to Ruth Chris, before you go to Morton's and do all this extra stuff. Baby, maybe you need to stay at Starbucks. Honest, really evaluate. Do you have a do I do I have a seat at the table like Solange said? Yeah. Do you have a seat at the table? Do I have a seat at the table? Before I expect something of you, can I provide the same thing? For myself and you. For myself and you. Also, last thing. Also, you need to make sure that after you do your self-evaluation, don't allow somebody else to tell you what you need to bring to them. Because them telling you what you don't have 
that already shows you that you shouldn't be sitting there. That's not the table for you because the table that's for you, it'll have what you need already. And it'll, what you need, what you have is what somebody else will need. You know what I'm saying? No. So, I get it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I For real? Well, I got to explain it. I don't want to explain you it. You don't have time basically, to explain it. Basically, what I'm saying is don't allow somebody else to dictate what you bring into the table because all you could bring is what you got. Exactly. That's all you could bring. So if they don't like what you got, baby, hit the next table. Period. In my city girls. Girl, girls. bad. Anyway, that was me, Lola Monet. Follow me on Instagram, Shadamonet underscore, you know, and hopefully I'll be here next time. Thank you, Inandi, for having me on the show. Welcome. It was an honor. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All and right. that's it. We're closing out. Thank you for tuning in. Um, tune in to the next episode. Thank you.